Yesterday, NCT operator Atlas, along with members of the Road Safety Authority, were before the Joint Directors Committee on Transport and Communications to find out how the meeting went. I'm joined by Committee Member uh, for Cork East, uh, Dáil Deputy James O'Connor. Good morning to you, James. Good morning, Patricia. Um, you, you're welcome. Uh, firstly, because I've just a couple of minutes ago spoke with the independent uh, Dáil Deputy Michael Heady Ray about the scenes that were witnessed outside uh, Leinster House. Were you OK getting in and out of Leinster House yesterday? So yesterday morning I was in before um, what happened kicked off. But basically what happened in the morning was that the Kildare Street entrance, uh, everybody will know that facade, of course, from television um, of Leinster House uh, was actually blocked first. Um, but we have two entrances to Leinster House. We have one on the Marion Street gate as well, over where government buildings is. There's a second uh, entrance to the complex. So I had entered through there. Um, the protest had started. Uh, but subsequently what happened was that the protesters, uh, some of them had moved from the Kildare Street around to Marion Street, uh, had blocked the gates, uh, and they had barricaded uh, everybody inside the complex. And, of course, Leinster House is not just politicians. It's 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 journalists. It's members of our, our media uh, and there's, uh, you know, civil servants, visitors, dignitaries coming from, from different countries as well. We we had two foreign delegations in yesterday from different parliaments. Um, so it it is more than what, what, what would ordinarily meet the eye in terms of being a, a parliament. But, you know, it was appalling what happened. And, you know, we've protesters come from all over the country um, about causes that they care about, about things that they feel matter and need to be brought to the attention of politicians in Leinster House. Um, and that was not what happened yesterday. Yesterday was was a group of anarchists and thugs um, that sought to abuse people that they didn't even know. There was there was you know very junior members of staff yesterday pushed around. I people who were contacting me from early morning saying that they were being hassled by people in Balaclavas. Um, there was um, some talk of 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 of, of um, objects being fired at people as well. Uh, what was contained within them was human waste, and one particular uh, person that we spoke to. Uh, and this is not normal practice or behaviour. And I also think the Garda Commissioner has questions to ask because under no circumstance should the National Parliament of the country be barricaded. It belongs to the people of Ireland. It doesn't belong to a group of thugs. Uh, and quite frankly, um, how do all these people with an economy at full employment uh, could be standing outside in the Parliament during a working day of the week all day long is a little bit baffling. Uh, and someone suggested if there was a if there was a social welfare inspector outside there, he wouldn't be too long dispersing the crowd that showed up at Leinster House yesterday. Uh, they even had a gallows with them as well. Yeah, that was, uh, that yeah, was I think that's the disgusting. one that a lot of our listeners are, are taking huge, huge uh, umbrage to. Because, you know, I mentioned when I saw it yesterday, the first person I thought of uh, was uh, Joe Cox, who was murdered, the MP that was murdered in England. You know, I mean, it, it, it doesn't take very far to go from a protest like that to something like what happened to Joe Cox it's it's, it's frightening certainly and and you know it just it's worth referencing that of course we have thousands of people thousands upon thousands that come to Leinster House to protest every single uh, day that all sits there's always people outside the gate and every cause uh, and they do it in a dignified way uh, many of them can have people who are very angry about issues uh, but yesterday was it wasn't a protest it was it was a gathering yeah. of thugs uh, we don't know what they were looking for and you know all they were showing was very uh, grotesque objects of different politicians uh, you know things that they were doing the chance that they were saying um, they were they were deeply um, deeply um, you know well they're not uh, they're, the only thing is there was a, they reckon about two hundred people they're not representative of the majority of people and people can be angry with politicians uh, and and that's fine and have your say and have your speak but you don't need to go to the level that they went to yesterday 
Uh, certainly, and, and Michael Healy Ray um, took an awful lot of abuse yesterday. That clip was widely circulated on social media, and that was going on throughout the day. So I think the Gardaí definitely need to review. Um, when I say the Gardaí, you know, the ordinary members of Angarda Shiakana, of course, do an excellent job, but senior Gardaí and the decision making that they have to 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 pretty much accommodate what went out went on outside our, our, our national parliament yesterday, that it's unacceptable, and that needs to be dealt with at no singular point should access to and from that building be blocked by anyone. No one is entitled to do that. And doing so, uh, you know, is a very, very serious uh, act yeah. indeed. Let's not forget, forget this is a democracy. It's not a dictatorship. OK, now to get back to the issue uh, that we invited you on the programme uh, about, you had APLAS and you had the Rose Avery Authority. Firstly, APLAS are putting out that they're making very significant progress in reducing the waiting times for mm-hmm. uh, NCTs. Are you disputing their figures? Um, I am because when you try and book a test online, if you go onto the computer today to book a test online, the waiting times that we found for all the Cork centres were over um, over about four months. So you're coming into the middle of January to get a test. Um, Little Island seems to be the fastest one in County Cork at the moment. Yall Town, where I'm from, uh, the, the waiting time is actually into the start of March. Uh, and in other centres in and around Cork County, uh, the waiting type times generally are falling uh, in February. So they're coming in yesterday with the facts and figures that they had gone away and got delight to write up a report on, trying to tell us that the waiting times had subsided again under a month on average. Uh, but it just not reflected anywhere online. I actually booked an NCT test yesterday, Patricia, and the earliest date I could get available that suited me uh, on a non-sitting day the doll, uh, when the doll was not working was in Tralee. So it's an hour and a half of a drive for me, an hour and 45 minutes of a drive for me to go down and get my card NCT'd. And the point he made to me yesterday was that, you know, you can't come into a committee, Patricia, claiming that you can get an appointment over a phone call um, and then try and, and, and then try and get us to buy that when, when you go online. And, and the reality is in the case. OK, but did they talk the about, um, we know that they've had an issue with recruiting mechanics and they were going to the Philippines. Are they, are they bringing in, are they getting additional testers? So they told us that there was 40 additional testers coming in from the Philippines okay. um, yesterday at the at the committee meeting. And predominantly, those testers are not coming to Munster. They're going to Dublin, uh, which is another point that was made. And myself yesterday and, and Deputy Danny Healy-Ray in particular, uh, we, we got quite um, irate with them about what they were doing, where the allocation of the resources were going. Um, and specifically, uh, you know, it comes down to the very fact that we've been talking about this now for at least 18 months and there doesn't seem to be any sizable improvements. And, you know, I found it very, very misleading what they were trying to do yesterday to say that, oh, sure, people who are ringing up in the telephone are getting an appointment quicker than those that are going online. Because when you go online, you can factually see what appointments are available to you from the booking system. Yet they were claiming over the telephone that the waiting times were, you know, one third, one quarter of what they were, one fifth of what they were when you're booking online. And I don't trust them. I don't think we have grounds to trust them on account of what has happened to date. Uh, and I also think that, you know, this actually the question came from when I was speaking with you last, Patricia, on your show around how long that contract is going to last. And yesterday I put that question to them. And it turns out that they signed a contract with the department uh, supported uh, the, the Road Safety Authority and Aptus Plus 
the operator, a contract was signed in February of 2020 uh, for a 10-year contract for Aptus Plus to operate the NCT system. Now, there is significance. Many people are probably thinking, why February 2020? Well, that was the month that the general election happened. And I find it very, very peculiar that a contract of such longevity was signed at the very, very dying days or the very starting week. So what, what are you, what are you insinuating? That took place. What are you insinuating there? That, you know, the, 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 that date, that, uh, agreeing to that date on, or, or, or that time frame where that agreement was in place, it was at a very, very loose stage in the, the government formation that a general election took place on the 8th of February. And that month in particular is probably the worst month of all when it comes to political and democratic scrutiny for very obvious reasons that Adal has just been elected and obviously subsequent to that government formation talks you know would have to take place and it did take place up until june so that's something that i found highly peculiar and what made it peculiar was not alone the date patricia but the longevity of that contract i don't know anybody in the private sector that gets a decade-long contract to provide um, any service to for, for private companies so what you're saying is we're, we're, we're stuck we're stuck with atlas until 2030 i'm saying that and i'm also saying that it's just very fishy that 10 years of a contract has now been provided to these operators. And yesterday I asked as well about accountability. You know, they said that there were these um, key performance indicators that were in place with Aplis Plus, and if they were breached, that there would be consequences. And I pressed the RSA yesterday. I said, what have you done in terms of holding them to account so far? And the answers were incredibly watery. They, they didn't say that there had been any fines or penalties applied, but yet we're, eight, we're 18 months into this crisis where there is nearly you know, 350,000 vehicles on the road every day, day in, day out, that don't have NCTs for one reason or another. And it's for everyone's safety that we need to have that system in place. So this morning, uh, I just wanted to say it here first, I'm actually going to write to the chairperson of the Public Accounts Committee. The committee is sitting as we speak, uh, and this matter is going to have to go before the PAC, I believe, because it's unacceptable that a contract was negotiated with such length with such little provision to hold the operator to account. And it's something that I think has to go before the PAC. OK, keep us keep us uh, updated on that. And then on driving uh, licences, you had the RSA uh, in. Um, there's the, the, the backlog for people waiting for a driving test just seems to be getting higher every time I check it. It is. And... And what's coming up in political offices very frequently now, every constituency office will have their own stories to tell. Um, but we have people who would be very, very high priority. So, for example, young nurses that, you know, are trying to get on the road and get their license so they can get out and do their job uh, are part of their clinical placement um, for people that are doing, you know, degrees in, in, in the area of, 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 of health. And we found yesterday that, you know, despite the fact that politicians had been making representations to the RSA to get these tests, uh, you know, in some way or fa- shape or fashion expedited um, for very obvious reasons, because they would be very high priority. The RSA were coming back with very, very bland responses to say that, you know, it was not possible for people to be expedited because they had to join the queue ordinarily. And yet all of a sudden, then we had information yesterday coming to the committee saying, oh, hang on a second, we actually have a channel that will expedite appointments. But politicians I spoke to yesterday, and indeed, you know, Deputy Michael Lowry in Tipperary, he raised uh, this matter as well yesterday. And he was told by the RSA that, oh, we have this channel. But yet when he had wrote in, they were not actually coming back to say that, 
we are going to speed up those appointments. So even this channel of priority for people for very legitimate reasons require the, the appointments to be sped up on compassionate grounds or on grounds of severe urgency because it's relating to their, their careers, their jobs or the, the roles that they occupy. You know, they're not being honoured. Uh, and that's something I can attest to. We've had people onto us, you know, people in the haulage business in North Cochrane contact with us recently, uh, you know, trying to get drivers to go up in lorries. It's their day, their, it's their day job. It's not something that is, 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 is driving for pleasure or for other reasons. And for a career where driving is involved, obviously that's something that does need to take priority in some cases. And we're finding even at those levels that there's just no you know, system at the moment of, of prioritization when it's very, very, very severely needed. But also when it comes to the driving testers as well, we do know there was a significant number of them that were laid off during the pandemic um, after they'd been hired in on a temporary contract during queues that erupted around 2018 and 2019. And we need to see that same approach again and offer full-time roles for driver testers, you know, and I, I think that's something that, you know, that there is a degree of urgency. Some TDs yesterday had different suggestions, Patricia. Uh, one was that, you know, we could look at allowing people do their 12 lessons and that be given uh, the ability to drive uh, on a learner's permit after the completion of the 12 les lessons, you know, up until the driving test. Yeah, because the big problem we uh, have for the learner drivers is having to have a fully qualified driver with them at all times until they pass their test. You're spot on. And, and, you know, that's that's something that I think, you know, perhaps there is a bit of, of, of leeway with that. But what we do need to make sure is that somebody does get one. They, once they do get offered to do the driving test, obviously, there does need to be a system to police that because we can't have people constantly on the road on the learner's permit, you know, waiting for years for a driver's test. That's just not practical. And it would create, uh, you know, uh, sometimes the unintended consequence um, is something we have to think about too. And that's okay. something that I think would be an issue. You know? All right. And, and I know the service level agreement with the RSA for driving uh, tests is 10 weeks. We're, we're a long way from that. We really are. And, you know, driving, driving instructors all over uh, Cork County, there's a few towns where there's a significant amount of driving instructors located. You know, Mallow is one. We've a, a lot of them working in, in places like Dungarvan would be very popular for people in East Cork um, to do their driving test in. Um, you know, and there's people on to me constantly in those locations, driving instructors that are, you know, irate with the with the situation. It is unacceptable. And it all comes back to the Road Safety Authority. Unfortunately for them, they're failing on two very key areas. The National Car Test um, is now, uh, as described yesterday, um, a mess. And unfortunately, the driving test system as well has left a lot to be desired. Um, and it's deeply concerning. So on those two fronts, unfortunately, the RSA are coming under very heavy fire at this moment in time. Um, you know, and with, uh, you know, an increase in, in fatalities on the road, uh, this is something that unfortunately would have to be tackled head on okay. uh, with the RSA and it's something that deserves okay. further examination. Okay, and listen, just, this is completely um, off the beaten track and on a personal note, while I have you on the line, were you in Dubai Airport a number of weeks ago? Was I in, I was. D Dubai. I was. You met an elderly couple from Melbourne who were travelling, I think you were travelling to Dublin, were you? I did. Absolutely yeah. lovely people. Yeah, they were my... travelling on holidays. I think it was to Ireland our first yeah, time. Yeah, we had, a, we yeah. had a great exchange. They were they coming did. to Tipperary. They were. <laughs> they were. And they are, they are uh, there's a connection to that couple in that my sister-in-law lives in Melbourne. She's married to an Australian uh, man who happens to be their nephew. They came to Tipperary, met with family members of mine, were talking about this lovely young politician that they had met. And lo and behold, I said, that's got to be our James O'Connor. And it was.
and they spoke highly of you and how kind you were uh, to them and how you got their holiday after a great start. So I just want to publicly say well done to you for that. And as I say, you you couldn't have known. (laughs) Okay, listen, thanks for that, James. Have a good day and uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks very much. Good morning to you. Bye-bye. That is uh, Cork East Doll Deputy James O'Connor. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.